Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. All right, let's go to Romans chapter 6. Verse number 1 says this, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who have died to sin live any longer in it? Verse 3 or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ, were Jesus were baptized into his death, verse 4, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in what? Newness of life. This is our last teaching on sanctification, right? What is walking in newness of life? That's positional, I'm sorry, that's experiential sanctification. In other words, we're putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number five, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Verse six, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. And this is where we left off last week. And we talked about where sin is, and we talked about the fact that it's in the body, the members, the flesh. It's not in our spirit. Our heart was born again. Now, I gave you several verses uh, that discuss flesh versus spirit, and I don't want to go into all the detail of those again. You can look at that again, but I just want to give you two more, and maybe one of them I already did, but Galatians chapter 5, verse number 16. I want to sh show you this just again, just to prove that this is where your issue is. Your issue is not actually necessarily the devil. The devil plays a part, but your flesh is what you need to control. So Galatians chapter 5, verse number 16, Paul said this. He said, I say then walk in the what? Spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So where's the problem? It's in the flesh, right? Now, how are you going to walk in the Spirit? That's exactly what we're talking about here. What part of you was crucified? Now, your whole nature technically was crucified because Jesus did a complete work. But the part of you that's born again is your what? Your spirit. Or we sometimes say your heart, although that doesn't quite work fully in the understanding of Scripture because sometimes heart can just mean soul and spirit. It can be a combination of the mind and the spirit. But Jesus said this, this, said this to Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is, and that which is born of the spirit is, spirit. And he told Nicodemus, what? You must be born. So where was he born? And what did Nicodemus do? Oh, I don't know. How am I going to get back in mom? Which is a weird thought. I mean, for a religious dude who studied, and he, he just didn't understand spirit like he, was, like he should have. But Jesus said, look, no, 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 this isn't about the flesh. This is about the spirit. So you're born again in the spirit. Now, uh, skip down in Galatians 5 to verse number 24, and we'll see this here again about the body of sin. All right? It says, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its... Where are the passions and desires? They're in the flesh. Your biggest problem is your tent. It's your suit. Okay? Now, thinking, of course, comes into play. You have to renew your thinking. But you are wall-to-wall -wall Holy Ghost in your spirit. 
Amen. And so what we're doing is, is we're, we're learning and we're, we're taking on the, the, the imagery or the reality of the image of the reality of who we are in Christ. So I need to actually think in terms of beating sin every day. And you, you get a few amens on that. You don't get a lot, but because why? Because in religious circles, we're taught you're just going to do it. There's nothing you can do. But that is not what we're about to read, nor is it New Testament scripture. I mean, if I just left Galatians 5.24 up, the, up there, you, you would know by the Spirit of God that you can actually stop your flesh from doing what it wants to do. Sometimes people think, oh, no, no, it just eats chocolate cake whenever it wants to. Sorry, that's you letting it do it. Okay? It's you. People say, well, I can't control myself. No, you haven't controlled yourself. You can control yourself. Why? Because you have the self-control of God inside of you. <laughs> People sometimes they think, oh, no, preacher. That's for the preachers. These aren't preacher verses. They're just to the church. They're to the church. So why can God do that? How can he say that? Because we've been crucified with... Wow. Amen. So say it with me. I can control my body. All right, let's go back to Romans chapter 6. Verse number 7 says, For he who has died has been freed from... Now, people say, well, yeah, that means that I'm born again and I no longer have a sin nature. You're correct. But we're about to tie it into walking in newness of life. That also means not only that you received heaven into you when you were born again, it also means that you're going to heaven when you die. But it also means, somebody say also. It also means that you are empowered to control your body. Uh, uh, we like to, you know, pretend, I think, I think in the, well, the, the flesh likes to think this way. Natural thinking likes to think this way. They like to think that there are things, uh, believers like to think that there are things in life that they just absolutely cause them to no longer make a right decision. The truth is, you wouldn't be called to repent if you couldn't control yourself. I said, the truth is, you wouldn't be asked to repent if you couldn't control yourself. How could God hold you and me accountable for something that we could not stop? Come on. Come on. People are like, well, that means I'm responsible. Bingo. Bingo. Zingo. <laughs> you got it. It's the, you, you win. <laughs> I win. It's like, Lord, you know, I wouldn't have chewed this person out if they wouldn't have said this. You know, and I'm going to hit this, and I'm just going to hit it good, so just put on your, your, your chair belt there and tuck your toes back in behind the seat so I don't step on them too hard. If they wouldn't have used those trigger words with me. I, I just, I'll tell you, you have to have 
biblical understanding in every area of life. If you're seeing a psychologist and they're telling you that it's okay to act outside Scripture because of what somebody else did, save your money and go somewhere else. God, God is, is this way, and, and people say, well, it's not fair. Listen, we're not functioning unfair. If we, if we, if we got what we deserved, <laughs> okay, come on, and this applies to everybody. People say, oh, no, I, I, nothing was my fault. Now, there are circumstances where we're not at fault. But every human is at fault. Everyone. Every single one. Well, I was raised in a preacher's home. And I was your typical preacher's kid. It's not my fault. People in the church were mean to me. I was raised in a, come on, I was, my genetic background is, my color of my skin is, my, my, I was raised by Democrats, <laughs> just to play fair, I was raised by Republicans. I was raised, come on, think now, think, think, think. Don't just get emotional because I stoked something in you. Does God deal with us and allow us to remain spiritually immature because of our circumstances, our parents, our upbringing, our siblings, our aunts, our uncles? Our, our, we were born on this side of the tracks. I was born in this state. I was born with this nationality. Does God look down and go, oh, 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 you, it's okay for you to fellowship with death because you're... Come on, the world does this. They have the women's movement, and then they let men become women. That's insane. And then the women get sued because the men are beating them. At... But they promoted women's sports. The world is driving a freight train at Mach 3 with their eyes completely shut. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is the reality, though. Think about this. I want you to think about this. Do you know that even in the midst of our conditions, God says, you're freed from sin. And you can live in my resurrection. Even if you were living under a dictator. Do you know that God tells, you know, to, 
respond to the, to the uh, cheer for Brandon. <laughs> God has, uh, I'll just share this testimony. Years ago, uh, Rama, Brother Hagen, his books, The Believer's Authority, got into Germany. And they started praying for their leaders. Do you know that God is asking Christians that are in Russia to pray for Putin? Come on. Because we have a goal in mind, right? What is it? Soul saved. Spirit of God moving. You know, we think about this and we look at the effects of decisions, whether it be in leadership, in families, whatever the case may be. And our out is not circumstantial, it's spiritual. And when we, when we think about these things, when we think about the nature of Christ within us, what is it in this world that can overcome us? If God be for us, who could be against us? There are... Uh, there are so many testimonies of people in other countries around the world doing things where people said, no, it's a closed nation. No, you can't go. Come on, think about communist China. Think about China. Where is the church growing faster? In nations where it's illegal. People say, well, yeah, but, well, it's easier to spread during, during freedom. But here's the other thing about freedom. People feel really free to not serve God. I'm not prophesying anything about our nation, so. But I do want to focus on this and finish this right here. Romans chapter 6, verse number 11. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be what? Dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 12, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body. That you should what? Obey it in its lust. How can you do that? Because you have the nature of Christ within you. Verse number 13, and do not present your, notice that this is all understood subject me. Do you see that? Now, now how, can he, how can he do that? Well, it would be difficult and, and, well, it would be impossible to live these verses without a new nature. So if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you'll never be able to do these. And I wouldn't expect you to be able to. Now, you could legally try to abide by some things, but in all reality, you'll never be able to perform it because you need supernatural ability to function uh, the way that God functions. How many know that it would be crazy for God to say, now you live like me, but I'm not giving you any help? <laughs> right? But what do we see right here? We see these... these uh, uh, 
truths that are presented to us that we're, we're commanded to take control of our body, verse 13, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness but to sin, but present yourselves to God as being what? Alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Verse 14, for sin shall have for, watch this, come on, this is good. For you're not under the, but under, woo. You say, what does that mean? That means, very simply this, the law pointed out sin, but it didn't empower, it didn't empower against it. Law gives you understanding, knowledge about what sin is. Grace imparts victory to live above it. Do you see that? Grace, the power of the resurrection, I call them resurrection graces. The power of Christ within us, what? Gives us the ability to present our members slaves of righteousness. Now, I want you to think about this because sometimes we think, okay, that means uh, that, you know, I, I won't steal anymore, which is true. I won't uh, lie and manipulate anymore, which is true. It, it, you know, we, we think we kind of go down the list of the sins and the things that we think are important, right? And there, there's nothing wrong with that because there's those, script, those are in the scriptures. They're good. They're valid. But if you think about this full circle and think about the example that Christ lived before us in the Gospels and while he was here on earth, he gave his whole body to the Father to such a degree that actually the healing power of God flowed out of his clothing. In other words, we should be, come on, the Lord doesn't say, um, I want you to be a, ve a vessel that is one quarter full. What does he say? I want you to be a vessel that's what? Just overflowing. With what? His goodness. People will do this. They'll go, okay, that sounds good, but how do you do that? And we've been saying it through this entire process, this teaching. You renew your, and you control your. Sin shall not have, watch this, let's look at it again, verse 11 again, likewise you also what, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, and that word reckon, it means the state of being dead to sin, it, it, it's stating that the state of being dead to sin already exists for us as Christians, but we have to seize this benefit by reckoning, reckoning it to be, to be so. In other words, you don't need to wake up in the morning going, man, I hope I don't sin today. You need to wake up in the morning and go, Lord, thank you that you've placed within me the ability to live and present myself in a holy manner. It changes the scenario a little bit, doesn't it? So instead of you looking at the Ten Commandments, look at the nature of Christ within you. There's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments, but the Scripture says that he who walks in love and the love of God is shed abroad in your heart, you're not under the law. 
Actually, you don't even need the law. Well, I got a half of that's right on that one. Are you sure you can say that, preacher? Yep. Romans chapter 13. Not in the notes, but still good. Mm. Oh, that's why it's not there. I'm in 1 Corinthians 13. (laughs) Verse number 8. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. He who loves one another has fulfilled the... That's one proof. Verse 9. For the commandment you shall love... Uh, You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all all summed up in this saying. What? Namely, you shall love your neighbor as your... Verse 10, love does no... Therefore, love is the... Of the law. You're not under the law. You're under, you're in love. People say, no, I'm not in love. I used to be in love, but I'm not anymore. (laughs) Nope, you're in love. Your problem is you're still in phileo, not agape. And your phileo will straighten out if your agape comes first. That's fancy for your God love, agape, If it's first and strong, then your phileo, brotherly love, will be as it's supposed to be. Amen? Come on, phileo love. Anybody ever heard of Philadelphia? That's from phileo. It's the city of brotherly love. And people think, yeah, it's the homosexual capital of the world, you know? No, no, no. The the world twisted it. That's not what it was originally for. It was originally brotherly love as in godly love, not as in homosexuality love in that sense, which is natural. It's carnal. It's fleshy. Agape, when agape is right, phileo will be right. Again, verse 12, therefore do not let sin what? Don't let it reign in your mortal bodies. Listen to the message. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. The uh, New Living says, do not let sin control the way you live. Don't let it control the way you live. So what do we know? What do we know? What do we need to say? What do we need to believe? What does our mind need to be renewed to concerning these things? It needs to be renewed to, I can overcome sin because of the life that I have in Christ. I don't have to remain the way I am. I don't have to, I do not have to function in, uh, in the fears and worries and unbelief of, that I was, may have been raised in. I am not bound to the financial condition of my, come on. I'm not bound to the peace of mind condition that I grew up. People sometimes grow up in homes that are difficult. They grow up in places where there's a lot of abuse. They grow up in extreme poverty. They grow up in this kind of background, that kind of background. Well, I'm Native American. Well, I'm Hispanic. Well, I'm African American. Well, I'm Scottish. Well, I'm Norwegian. And you know how Norwegians are. 
Yeah, yeah, sure, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. I just can't help it. Don't say that. Stop it. In the name of Jesus, stop it. I just, <laughs> I can't do that. I got to get, you have to believe that you can overcome sin. Come on, you have to believe that God is empowering you to love your family the way he loves you. You don't have to present your members to sin. I don't have to give my body. I used to give my body to marijuana frequently. I know it's hard to believe because I look so good now. <laughs> but you didn't know me then. And I have witnesses here that can tell you what I was like. <laughs> you know, you could mostly see where my eyeballs were. <laughs> but what did I what happened when I got saved? Instead of when problems came up, me going to something to relieve my emotion, I learned in fellowship, and I felt it. I, I can, till this day, if there's marijuana somewhere, I can smell it instantly. And if you come in smelling like it, I won't rebuke you, because I want you to keep coming and hear God's word and get free. But I'm telling you, I know it like that. Why? You get used to it. You're aware of it. But after a while, I went, after I got saved, I went, oh, I'm a new creation. I got the resurrection of Christ in me. I'm no longer a slave to those things. I don't have to run to these world. I don't have to present my body to death things. I can present it to laying hands on the sick and they'll recover. I can present it to sharing the love of God on the street with, a, with somebody who needs Jesus. I can present it. Come on. I can present it as service instead of destruction. I can drive sober. And people say, you didn't. No. Don't look at me like that. I know some of you in here drove inebriated. <laughs> Only once. <laughs> oh. I was driving high one time down 24th Street, and I hit a Kmart shopping cart. <laughs> Remember Kmart? It's where, what's that place? Winco used to be. I mean, I remember vividly, because you know, you're, you're not functioning right. Now, how stupid is this? I was the one high. Everybody else in the car was sober. How dumb is that? How dumb were my friends? Oh, Jesus, thank God my grandparents and mom and dad were praying for me. I just vividly remember hitting that cart. You remember the blue carts? And they're plastic? It hit the front of my car, and I just remember seeing it explode. I'm thinking, and I hit it head on. How? Why was it in the middle of 24th Street? Probably God saving my life. Probably an angel went, 
intrude at my car. He's going to hit something. Wake him up. All right. I don't even know why I said that. All right. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm now presented to righteousness. Okay, let's wrap up here. Come on, I'm going too long. All right. Now stop laughing or you're going to encourage me. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's look at this here. Hebrews 4.15. We, for we, why can we overcome? Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. In other words, what's that saying? Jesus sympathizes with our weakness. Jesus understands a marijuana addiction. Jesus understands a heroin addiction. Come on, Jesus understands a Mountain Dew addiction. Jesus understands a pornography addiction. Jesus understands the temptations of transgenderism, homosexuality, lesbianism. Jesus understands. People say, how could that be? He was tempted in every point as we are yet without sin. Which means when you come to him, whoo, excuse me, I'm preaching, not teaching, but I get so excited about it because, man, he knows. And he says, here, I'll give you the victory that I overcame. Whew. Come on, Jesus, and some people say, well, I don't identify with all that other stuff. Okay, Jesus understands your bad mood on Monday. He feels it. He feels the, the temptation to be bitter, to be unforgiving. He, feels the te he knows the temptation to be impatient. He knows the temptation to hate a, a sibling if you're a teenager. One sibling's meaner to you than the other one. And, you know, and all that. He knows, he knows, he knows, and he knows how to overcome. And if we'll listen and follow, he'll help us overcome. Romans 8, 13, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by, somebody say if by, the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. How do I put to death the deeds? Come on, it's right up there on the screen. What does it say? But if by the you put to death the deeds of the body. You will live. How am I controlling my flesh? By the Holy Spirit. You have him in you. People say, well, I'm not doing it perfect. We know. <laughs> I don't. You know I'm not. But yet God is still going, come on. Come on, honey. Come on. You can do it, son. You can do it. Keep coming with me. Keep walking by faith. Come on, keep following me. It will just get gooder and gooder and gooder and gooder. Come on, our goal is to what? Then the church was and then it wasn't. For they were with God. Like Enoch. Last scripture, Titus 2.11 and 12 and 13. But Titus chapter 2, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Are we to live this way now? Yes. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. If it teaches us to do that, it means it empowers us to do it. 
Come on, you got to remember that. you got to think that way. Why? Because the devil's going to come to you, and he's going to say, man, the preacher preached that sanctification message, and how are you ever going to do that? You know you can't do that. You know how many times you've messed up. You, you, the devil will go, God doesn't even love you anymore. You've messed up so many times. He can't even, he doesn't even like you. I'm talk, does that sound like the devil? It should, because it is. Joy, come on. It, listen, it, it doesn't, the, the, the devil doesn't, he doesn't fight fair. You know what I mean? How many have ever seen a fight? You know, and I'm not encouraging fighting, okay, in the flesh. All right, so, just so we know. But how many have ever seen a fight? And you've seen something go down, and one person is, is dirty. When we were in high school, you always wanted to have a group of friends with you for the other person you were fighting had a group of friends with them because otherwise it could turn not cool. One time when I was at West High, and there's never any fights at West High, but there were when I was there. You know, nothing ever goes wrong in 1,000, 1,500 teenagers in one place. Never goes wrong. So I had my group of friends, they had a group of friends, and we went out actually to watch a fight, and each one had a group of friends with them. Because, you know, uh, you know, somebody looked at somebody cross-eyed or, you know, it's all imaginary stuff anyway. So they met out in this field in between the, the uh, fast food places and West High. There's a big field in there. I don't know if it's still there. I think it is. And uh, these two got to fighting. And one of the guys pulled the shirt of the other guy over his head. Now, that's cheap. But the idea is they can't see where you are, and so he's going to thump on him. Right when that happened, this, the, the kid that got the shirt pulled over his head, his buddy jumped in and pulled the shirt right back for him. Did somebody say amen? Love it. Well, you say, why do you bring that up? That's what the devil does with you. He's trying to pull something over your eyes so you can't see. Come on, Paul said, I don't beat the air. How many of you know if you can't see, you're swinging at the air? You know, you're, 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 you're trying to smell where the enemy's at. You know what I mean? Because you can't see. But how many know we got God in our corner Jesus is there, and he goes, oh, no, no, no. We don't do that. And then he goes, get out there, Sean, hit him. <laughs> you say, how does the enemy pull the shirt over, pull the shirt over your head? He gets you to be in bitterness. He gets you to yield to the flesh. He gets you to yield to things that you shouldn't, that are outside the nature of Christ within you. Come on, how do we get our eyesight back? Well, the Lord's going to help us by pulling, but sometimes we just have to repent. Amen? So if there's something, just repent over it, but don't believe the devil. Don't believe it. God is never going to say to you, 
if your heart is toward Him, if you're going to, God is not, the Holy Spirit is not the one saying, you'll never make it, you won't amount to anything, this is it, it's over, how are you going to do it? You've messed up too many times. The Lord is saying, come on, I paid a big price for you. I believe in your success. I've invested the best thing I can possibly invest on the inside of you. There is nothing greater. I've created an eternity for you, and I've placed within you the nature of my being come on you don't give up on your investments do you think God gives up on his (laughs) he knows where we are he loves us like we've never been loved as good as he's loved us never he loves us so good He puts his nature in us. Amen. Come on. We believe we can live sanctified. Come on, say it with me. I believe I can control my flesh. Come on, say this with me. Say, I have a nature, the nature of Christ within me. And with that nature... I overcome. I make my flesh slavery to righteousness. Now, in this atmosphere, that's easy. But I want you to say it and say it this week intentionally when you don't feel it at all. Just spit in the devil's eye. You say, what do you mean? Just, you just, I feel nothing. I have the victory of Christ within me. I can control my body. You feel nothing. In fact, somebody's been mean to you. They've been harsh to you. And, and, and naturally, feelings are coming up inside of you. And you're going, oh, uh, I feel all this opposite. I love them. I have the love. They, they are wonderful. I, lo- I love them the way God loves me. I love them with the love of God. Come on, faith people. I got three grunts on that one. We just said we could do this. Come on, I'm not asking you to feel it. I'm asking you to believe it. Actually, the Lord is asking you to believe what he said about you. Because it's so. Come on, Ryan Starks. There's a world changer in you could be international I someday could go Ryan Starks was in our church (laughs) Ah, come on there's a world changer in you every head bowed every eye closed If you're in this place today and you're not born again, I want to give you that opportunity. Altar care workers, you can come. I give you this opportunity. The Bible says that we're eternal. The Bible says that God loves us and doesn't want us to perish. The Bible also says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God in Romans 3.23. Scripture tells us and the gospel tells us that Heaven is a free gift that you cannot earn or deserve. You have to receive it by faith. 
God desires and has such love for us and wants us in relationship with him that he sent Jesus to prove that he wanted us to pay the penalty for our sin on the cross so that we could come to the Father and be born again. We receive that forgiveness through faith by trusting in Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can receive this gift right now if you place faith in Jesus Christ. So with every head bad, every eye closed, if you're here today and you want to receive that gift, I want you to raise your hand where you're at and I want to pray with you. Ushers, if you want to help me. Yes, I see one, two, thank you, three, yes. Anybody else? We have another one. Okay, four, thank you. Now, I'm, you're going to, every head bowed, still closed, eyes closed. I want you to, everybody to repeat after me. But those specifically that responded to this altar call, believe from your heart. Trust in the Lord. You will be born again right now and sealed by the Holy Spirit. Your inside, your spirit man is about to change on a level that no man can do. Only resurrection power of Christ can do. So everybody together say this with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son Jesus who came to earth, lived a sinless life, and died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead so I could receive forgiveness, become your child, and receive the gift of eternal life. I come to you now and repent of my sin. I not only receive your gift of forgiveness, but I give you all of my life, all of my heart. I believe you have accepted me because Jesus said, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. You also said, whoever calls on my name, the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you for saving me, making me your child, and helping me live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I am born again. So, before I dismiss everybody, we have altar workers up here. If you gave your heart to the Lord, and we know that the altar care workers are for everybody that needs prayer, but I ask those to wait for those that have received Christ to go first. If you would, please, just give them and afford them that opportunity. But don't just leave without getting the new believers pack that we have for you. Uh, it has a Bible in it. It has uh, several books that we'd like you to read. It has this card on the inside of it. It's called Starting Point. And this is... Uh, this is a, a series of teachings, six different ones, that we have on our website. And they're all listed here in the order that you should listen to them. But they will help you get established in understanding what just took place. I mean, no, it's easy to say a quick prayer. 
okay? But understanding that is highly important because this is how the path and the trajectory of your life changes. And you begin to manifest and live out of God's provision and the exciting life that he has for you as you go. So don't leave without getting this coming up here and speaking to these guys concerning these things. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.